We'll be talking about something this week. Want to know what it is? Stay tuned. Into Tomorrow is next. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you may want a company who's there when you need them who actually picks up the phone when you call. Well, that's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. From the Dexcom G7 studios, always know where your glucose is headed and how fast. Be sure to visit dexcom.com. Welcome into Tomorrow for this weekend. The weekend of July 14th, 2023, part of our 28th year, bringing you the latest in consumer tech. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. Why do you do it like that? I don't know. Dime? To get attention. (laughs) Well, you did. Tech news and commentary, and then we've got some calls, we've got some features, we've got some guests, we've got lots of stuff on today's show. Yeah. Which uh, we do normally have lots of stuff. Yeah. And we're going to start with the reminders that are important that we've not necessarily done out of the box lately. And boy, there's steam coming from his ears like he's trying to think of what are the important reminders. The hamster's rolling. The hamster's rolling. The hamster's in my head. Yeah, I see. Something about backing up your data. Something about that. Like you should, perhaps. It's important. Anything that's important may be important. Photos, videos, documents, whatever the case. All right. You should always check your email spam filters. Now, why on earth would we want to check spam? Because maybe you'd like to have it on a piece of bread with some mayo and, you know, pan fried. Well, that would be one reason. (laughs) Oh, my God. Because maybe you have an email from uh, the Into Tomorrow Prize team. Or Aunt Martha. Yeah, or, or some long-lost cousin in Africa that gives you bank account information. <laughs> the prince. Yeah. Yeah, so you never know. Something that you're going to go, I wondered why I've not heard from her or him or them. There they are in spam, so you want to mark it as not spam. Yeah. Like when you participate on Into Tomorrow, you want to check your spam filter for some reason, probably because we have the word prize in there somewhere. Some people find us in their spam filter after they've participated and wonder why they haven't heard from us to get a prize. Well, that's why. So if we take us out of spam and then click the link to fill out the information so we can send you something, there you go. Viola. You're all set. What else? I don't know. There's probably something else, I'm sure. Probably. I can't remember it either. I didn't back up the important data in my head, so I don't remember. (laughs) Well, you should. Are you on threads? Nope. The new Twitter copy from Zuck. Well, Meta's long-term plan for threads is to reach a billion users and then monetize it. So says CEO Mark Zuckerberg. And then you'll all be Zucked. Yeah, we will. (laughs) More immediately, Instagram head Adam Moseri says they're planning on adding basics such as a following feed, post editing, search and hashtag functions, a web-based experience, and a way to delete threads without disabling Instagram. So many people have said, you know what, Threads isn't for me. It's just goofy. It's the same thing. It's a Twitter wannabe, whatever. So they go to delete Threads, and it says you'll be deleting your entire Instagram at the same time. No Uh, way around it. That wouldn't be a huge loss. No, that's also true. (laughs) Uh, But they're going to work on a way to delete Threads without killing your Instagram, which, my goodness, why is that a problem? (laughs) So just thought I'd let you know, if you're not on threads, don't bother. Seems like they just rushed to get this thing out as quick as possible. Well, yeah, of course. They want to duke it out with Elon Musk because he owns Twitter. But if you want to follow me on threads, (laughs) I still try to throw something up there once in a while to make you laugh or smile or maybe even LOL. Let me guess. Just search for Dave Graveline. There you go. On every bit of anti-social media that I care to be on, which usually is pretty much everything just for grins, at Dave Graveline, you'll find me on everything. And if you mentioned Into Tomorrow, I follow you back. Ooh. Yeah. That's why you don't follow me. 
That's right. <laughs> uh, now, and while Twitter's new CEO has been trying to convince us that the platform can't be replaced by threads, it seems that the company is privately rather less confident. A developer noticed that Twitter is blocking threads links in searches, with Ooh. others confirming it. Ooh. So far, Twitter hasn't gone as far as blocking links to threads. You can still link uh, uh, or tweet a link to a threads post and it'll show up just fine. But that isn't true if you search for them on Twitter. Oh, well then. <laughs> And I don't blame him. My gosh, it's the competition. And Zuck managed to get millions of people to sign up in the first couple of days. Well, good for him. But then people are wondering, well, what do I do with it now? But what happens now when uh, you know all the Facebook, Instagram, Threads, servers inevitably go down? And in the past, they've always gone to Twitter to announce that, that Facebook is down. Are they going to still do that? I don't know. <laughs> maybe he won't let them. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> that would be interesting. That's it was, true. It was always funny that you had to go to the Twitter to hear that Facebook was down. Yeah, exactly. And to get updates on whether or not they'll be back up or something. <laughs> so, wow. Half of U.S. respondents say they have already or are expecting to curtail their spending on video streaming subscriptions. That, according to a tech radar survey... Consumers are putting a higher priority on upgrading gadgets, such as their smartphones, than on buying streaming services. Not good news for streaming people. Mm -hmm. Disney Plus is losing people. Netflix has lost a lot of people. Uh, Zulu, Hulu, all the lose, whatever. They're, they're all losing people. So I'm curious, what does our audience think about that? Are you of the same opinion that you're going to curtail some of the spending because initially it wasn't so bad, right? Everybody wanted to have Netflix, a lot of opportunity there. And then other streaming services started popping up and, oh, that would be cool. And, oh, well, we got to also have this. And, oh, and all, all of a sudden, to cut the cable, people are spending more than they were spending on cable. And that's why I, I only share streaming services. <laughs> I have some that I pay for that I share with others. And then in turn, they share with me some that they pay for. It seems fair, yeah. illegal, but fair. Well, well not illegal, yeah. just against yeah. their company the only, policy. The only one you know I, have, I can't share anymore is uh, Netflix. Why not? Because we've been we've already got that message. Uh, oh, this uh, household does not appear. This this uh, location <laughs> doesn't appear to be part of your household. Yeah. Well, you know, you can say you have many houses. Summer houses and winter houses and fall and spring houses. Yeah. It was like years ago when I had that Hulu live streaming stuff, and you know I was you know I was at your house and Cam wanted to watch something there on my Hulu, so we had to he went and changed my location or my home location to your right. house without even and, asking. Right. He just thought, well, that'll work. And, and I'm just happy that I happened to see the message that says, okay, you can only do this one more time, and then your change will be permanent. I was like, well, then we better you know wait till we get back home and then change it back because I don't change it again. <laughs> yeah. And has he changed it since? No, because I dropped Hulu. Yo, I wasn't paying their their fees anymore for their live TV. Well, you didn't drop him, at least. That's no. a good thing, of yeah. course. But yeah, so I, I'm curious, though, those listening, are you going to spend less or are you going to spend more? Because perhaps you're cutting or have cut the cable and you just want everything on streaming services that you, in fact, enjoy. And that's fine, too. But there are so many now. I mean, it's a plethora of stuff. A plethora of pluses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's true. There are a bunch of pluses, Paramount Plus and Disney Plus and all the other pluses. At some point, it's going to get to a point where you're going to say, all right, now we're paying more than we were paying for cable. Didn't have this stuff. Granted, we have more options now and can see more things. But how do you then narrow it down? How do you prioritize what you're going to be spending on. For example, your new place that you just moved into to live with, to live in sin with your friend girl. Uh, <laughs> well, why do you have to go there? <laughs> well, because you had me help you move. I had to go there. Well, it's because all of these streaming services have gotten so expensive, I had to share rent. <laughs> well, okay. And see, that's a good reason. So maybe somebody else calls in and says that same reason as Chris. I had a, I had a choice, you know, give up uh, Paramount Plus or have to move in with somebody else. So I moved in with somebody else. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But you see, one of the things that you shared with me is that you're not paying for cable because everything you're getting TV-wise, video-wise, is is from streaming services. Yeah. And for our you know, local news, we got a, a an outdoor an, or an indoor antenna connected to the TV. Yeah. With Digital the, antennas. Yeah, with the, the Tableau system, so it even comes with a little DVR so we can record the news. Okay. Well, then it's hardly not news anymore. It's old news. It's history. Well, 
Yeah, this is true, Wally. Hey, I like history. <laughs> but you, but you could watch the news that yeah, way. Yeah, it's no well, different than reading a newspaper. Just, just you know, learning about yesterday's news. Good point. Yeah. I dropped my pen on the floor, so I have to go get it. Hold on, oh. that's what I'm doing now. I'm getting getting my pen. Oh, I'm dizzy. I got up too fast. <sighs> I think I'll survive. Yeah. I'll get my head together during this particular short break. Whoa, I think I'm passing out. Stay tuned into tomorrow. See if I survive. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit www.dexcom.com slash compatibility. In today's connected world, high-speed internet is a necessity. Luckily, where you live no longer means missing out on a fast connection. Do what we did and get HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. HughesNet Gen 5 delivers the speed you need where you live. Own a business? HughesNet has plans for you, too. Text RADIO to 35000 for offers in your area. That's RADIO to 35000. HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available where you live and work. Well, the good news is, or the bad news, depending on how you look at it, I survived that dizzy uh, spell. Yeah, so I get a paycheck. Yeah. Well, I don't know. My my signing hand is is numb. Uh, <laughs> welcome back into tomorrow is what we meant to say. Yeah. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting, with a new intuitive dashboard and stats system that now gives podcasters unparalleled insights into their podcast growth. You can start your free trial at blubrry.com. Summer brings road trip season. Well, make sure your long shifts behind the wheel are good ones with this week's Into Tomorrow wellness tip. Always cool information brought to you by Human Touch. Here's Victoria Ladock. Thanks, Dave. Taking a long drive? Here are a couple tips you can get to your destination safely and comfortably. Use energizing scents like peppermint when you feel you need a boost. It's a pleasant, all-natural pick-me-up that has been shown to reduce fatigue and increase alertness. Sit up straight. Pretend someone poured a cold drink down your back. Notice how your shoulders pull back and your spine curves? That's the position your back should be in when you're heading down the highway. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Victoria Ladock. Back to you, Dave. Now, come on. We both did that sit-up. And shoulders back at the same time. And I heard your back crack. My back cracked, actually. <laughs> you see, she's got so much good stuff regularly that we f- we tend to follow her advice. Not as much as we should, perhaps, but that's more good tips. Peppermint and pretend somebody poured cold water down your back. That had us sitting upright. Or you could actually pour cold water down somebody's back. While driving? I don't recommend that. No. They might drive into the guardrail off the road or into oncoming traffic. Or Not a good idea. Not necessarily. You pretend that that happened. You don't actually do it. Oh, okay. You'd actually do it. I would. Anyway, the Into Tomorrow Wellness Tip, as always, brought to you by Human Touch. How can a massage chair change your life? Visit humantouch.com to find out. Terry in Carthage, Missouri, and we love you for it, Terry, using the free Into Tomorrow app to join us. Hey there. i got a question for you. I've got a ring security system that when I depart my house, if I set the alarm on the keypad, it tells me I have 45 seconds to exit. As soon as I open my back door, the alarm goes off before I can exit. I can't figure out a way to get past this. The only way I can do it is to arm it after I leave the house with my remote. And it won't uh, let me come into the house and disarm it. I have to do everything remotely. If you can give me some answers to this, I would appreciate it. Well, Terry, the first problem is you're using Ring. <laughs> I mean, that's my opinion, but most of the Ring stuff we've played with and experimented with just doesn't work as effectively. The only thing worse 
is uh, what have, what have we played with lately too? Simply safe. Oh, simply safe. It simply sucks. <laughs> so yikes! But the arming delay, Terry, on Ring security systems is configurable, and it can be set to anything from zero to 180 seconds. If the 45 seconds yours is currently set to are not enough for you to make it out or make it in and disarm the alarm, then you can open the Ring app and you do the following. And again, we'll have all this for you in our show notes at intotomorrow.com for the weekend of 318. But just tap the hamburger menu, of course, the three lines on the upper left side of the screen, then go to settings. From there, you go to modes. Yeah, and then you can choose between home and away. Now, since you're trying to change the settings for when you leave the house, select away. Then tap on Entry Delay and enter the new delay you want to use. Obviously, you can otherwise continue to use the remote if you prefer. Yeah, and of course, that's assuming that's the main entry-exit door. Right. Because that might be the issue, yeah, too. Yeah, and you may have to, you know, you may be able to go into a zone specific and set this zone as an entry zone, which right. will then have that delay applied to it. Yeah. Terry, let us know how it works out for you, and we'll dig deeper if we need to. Steve in Kenosha, Wisconsin, participating, we love you for it, with the Message to Studio button on the free Into Tomorrow app. Hey, Steve. Hi, Dave. Chris, Cameron, quick question for all three of you. I have an old Chromebook that is no longer being updated. I was hoping I could put Linux on it. Super hard, easy, worth it. Uh, what are your opinions? Especially Cameron's. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, I can remember a time when listeners would call the show looking for our opinions. I know, but now they want Cam's opinion. Yeah, well, he's not here, so there. Yeah, that's true. He's in school <laughs> as we speak. But he's going to be 10 in a week. Unbelievable. Well, Steve, how hard or how easy it will be will largely depend on the hardware. Different Chromebooks run on different hardware, and some, of course, are better supported in terms of Linux kernels and drivers. If you want to try dual booting first to see how well your hardware can handle a more powerful operating system, you can look into Crouton or Gallium. Both will let you choose which OS to run. Now, that may bring you to the first big hurdle, though. Chromebooks are not powerful machines, and they typically don't have much storage at all either. Installing two OSs may require more storage space than your machine has, and you may need to jump in and commit to Linux. Yeah, and how well Linux will run really depends on the rest of the hardware. You can run some flavor of Linux on just about anything, but you may find it challenging to use as a daily driver if your computer is not powerful enough to handle day-to-day -day tasks. Now, the kind of serious Linux laptops that you'd use for day-to-day -day work don't dip too far below $1,000 yeah, and well. regularly cost much more than that. Uh, still, given your options, using a Chromebook that is no longer getting security updates is not very safe, and you can probably find some Linux distro that will run on your machine and allow you to use it more securely. Yeah. Good question, Steve, though, because I can see I like how you're thinking. I like how you're trying to make this happen, but it just may not be worth it. So hopefully you'll heed our advice, look into giving that a shot there, a couple of suggestions we made. And do please let us know, uh, and we'll share it with Cameron, and tell us how it worked out for you, or if it didn't, why do you think it didn't? And we'll be able to hopefully take it from there. And if you've got more input for Steve, let us know as well. Let's all meet at intotomorrow.com. Finding the right experts to help you grow your business is always a challenge. Chameleon Collective is a hybrid marketing service and consulting firm that is hyper-focused on growing businesses, from digital marketing to optimizing your sales efforts. Our experts drive results. Our work and track history, ranging from innovative startups to Fortune 500 companies, speaks for itself. Learn more by visiting chameleoncollective.com or call us at 1-800-914-0245 today. Do you own a business? What do your customers hear when they call? Every business is unique, and Advanced Productions can help you create custom voicemail greetings or an on-hold production. Call us today at 888-899-8511. For over 40 years, we've been providing affordable audio and video services to businesses around the world. Let us create a custom holiday on-hold message for your business for less than $200. Call us today at 888-899-8511. Or visit onholdaudio.net. 
Stream Guy Streaming Media Services is proud to sponsor Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. Delivering audio and video to the web since 2000, Stream Guys is the affordable, reliable, and scalable choice for today's demanding media delivery needs. Stream to iPhones, mobile devices, and PCs all from the same platform. Stream in Windows Media, QuickTime, and the ubiquitous Flash using our full-featured low-cost Wowza Flash servers. Increase your ROI with our subscription system and pre-roll ad services and turn your content into cash. Stream Guys offering professional streaming media services for the smartest businesses on the internet. Learn more at www.streamguys.com. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline, our 28th year bringing you the latest in consumer tech, covering all kinds of cool things, products and services, gadgets and gizmos, websites and software, things available today and into tomorrow. And we, of course, love it when you participate on the program because you make the show, your calls, your questions, your help for other listeners, comments, your tech rage, whatever the case, we want to hear from you. And you can join us anytime, 24-7, and win prizes when you're heard on the air. And it's that easy to win some of the goodies that many of our guests and sponsors and other friends of the show share with us on a regular basis. You might even win a TiVo pillow or something. You never know, uh, among other things. So participate, 800-899-INTO. That's 1-800-899-4686. Or even better, download the free Into Tomorrow app from your favorite app store. Just search those two words, Into Tomorrow, snag our app and then hit the button that says message to studio and you sound like you're right here sitting with us in the studio and that's a great way to participate or another way that a lot of folks are doing when you visit us at intotomorrow.com on any device with a browser and a microphone so a tablet a smartphone your desktop your your laptop anything with a microphone and a browser you can see the ask dave button it's a little microphone on the right side click that and participate that way. We'd love to have you one way or the other. As the owner of brands such as TiVo, DTS, and HD Radio, among other things, the company that our next guest is with invents, develops, and delivers technologies that enable extraordinary experiences. You may remember we had him on the show at IFA in Berlin a while back. Always a delight to chat with the Senior VP and General Manager for Consumer and Media Platform with a company called Xperi, Ben Mon. Ben, welcome back into tomorrow. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Great to uh, see you again, Dave. Oh, great to have you with us as well, because uh, as more and more people are getting more and more entertainment from various sources, we have to look at some of the best ways to get that entertainment. And uh, full disclosure, as president of my rather large homeowners association, uh, I signed a contract recently with a company called Hotwire and their Fission uh, TV service, which come to find out is uh, all using the TiVo operating system. And I couldn't be happier about that. We talked about powered by TiVo back at IFA. So what's new since then for the TiVo OS? Or do you just say TiVo OS? Yeah, no, it, uh, that's definitely a faster way to say it, but uh, we call it TiVo OS. Um, what's new is uh, at IFA, we announced that Vestel, the largest TV OEM in Europe, uh, is uh, building and manufacturing uh, uh, smart TVs powered by TiVo. Uh -huh. And one thing that we, we shared and announced at CES and sharing with you today, Dave, and your listeners, is they've also announced the brands that are going to be carrying these these TVs. Um, JVC, Hitachi, Toshiba, Telefunken, uh, Daewoo, Regal, those last couple are very Europe-centric, yeah. um, are all going to be um, powered by TiVo smart TVs. Well, that's excellent. And, and and how does that compare? Because you mentioned smart TVs. And in fact, we had a, a caller on the show recently that was saying, it seems like there's only smart TVs these days because I'm, I'm looking for another TV, but I don't want a really large one. It doesn't have to be smart because I've got all these adapters and, you know, fire sticks and things of that nature. What's the difference between your standard smart TV and one with TiVo OS? Yeah, it's a great question, Dave. So uh, a smart TV uh, refers to any internet-connected TV, right? And I think that's about 85% of the U.S. market, maybe 80% of the, the European market, if not higher. 
Um, and for these internet connected TVs, because it's connected to the internet, you have so much more capability on what you can do on those TVs because the compute power is not just what's in the TV, but also with what's in the cloud. And so you have various uh, operating systems inside of these smart TVs trying to figure out the best way to help consumers find, watch, and enjoy entertainment. So you have mm. Samsung with Tizen, LG with WebOS, uh, some of the other TV OEMs with Roku TV, Fire OS, Google TV, and then you have our, our media platform, our operating system, TiVo OS. So all those others that you mentioned are, in essence, competitors, I'm assuming, to TiVo OS. Uh, but you guys do some unique things that really stand out. Yeah, exactly. So those all are competitors. Uh, one thing that we do that's, that's fairly unique is we have a content-first experience. So instead of a sea of apps experience where you have to go app by app by app to find content, yeah. and you have to know where the content is, we, we extract all of the content from the applications and put it on a single interface and UI. So if you want to find, you know, where's, you know, the, the animated uh, movie Puss in Boots, where to watch that, you know, our platform does the thinking for you, right? Nice. If you want to see where can you find Die Hard 3, our platform figures it out. Because that's one of my biggest issues, and I, I chalk it up to uh, old age and dementia coming in or something. I don't know. It's like, yeah, I want to watch the latest uh, White Lotus or something, but what the heck? Who is Is that Prime? No, wait, is Hulu? No, I think it might be on Netflix. And, and I don't remember. <clears throat> so unless I make a note on my phone or put it in the calendar, hey, don't forget next week to watch this on this, it's, I'm searching like crazy, and usually what happens is, is it ends up bringing up where you can buy it or rent it, and it's like, no, I, I know I have this. <laughs> yeah. So TiVo yes. does it for me. Can, can I ask with a voice remote? Do, I, do we have that capability? Uh, yes, actually. So we have TiVo's best-in-class voice search. You can put in things like show me the money, because you remember the tagline from Jerry Maguire? Yeah. And it will figure out this is their, the uh, the you know, the consumer is trying to find Jerry Maguire. So I don't even have in. to know the name of the show. I can say something that is so obvious everybody knows, oh, that came from that movie or that TV show or something. Yeah. How often do we remember catchphrases but not movie names? All the time. <laughs> All the time, yeah. right? And that's what our voice solution does that's unique. No other operating system can do things like that. Um, we joke around and we talk about the movie with Ben Stiller and Matthew McConaughey where they reference a TiVo in the closing scene, right? And you guys may or may not know, that's Tropic Thunder, right? And our voice solution uh, knows that those different characteristics are within these movies, and so it can find that content based on the plot or based on what you remember from that movie. Wow, and if it can do that, I'm assuming it also does you know, favorite actors or actresses or something, and you can say, I'm, I'm looking for a recent movie from so-and-so, and TiVo will bring up the recent movies. Like, oh, that's it, that's the one. <laughs> exactly, you could say, find me the recent movies from Tom Hanks, yeah. and it will literally sequentially order the, the recent movies from Tom Hanks. So that's, obviously you guys have solved, I guess, the, the problem with content discovery. Because I, personally, that's my biggest issue. And I hear from so many people that say, yeah, if I can only remember where I was watching such and such, I want to see the last few episodes. <laughs> and so I think we can all relate to that. Now, other folks that say, no, I only subscribe to Prime or something. Well, that's easy because <laughs> it's got to be there if they were watching something else. But these days, there are so many sources providing so much content that I think most people are certainly using far more than one or two platforms. Yeah, actually we, uh, we do a video trends report and we found that the average household now has a double digit amount of streaming services or video platforms that they use to find content. Wow. And, yeah, <laughs> and, and we know that about 50% of the time consumers know exactly which app to go into to watch the content. But about 50% of the other time, they have no idea what app it's in, uh, how to find it, and that's what our content first experience strives to do. So it's not so much old age or dementia, it's just the fact that we're all busy and we're doing other things and we have so many 
platforms. My gosh, you know, 10 or more on average, that, that blows your mind. And yes. so it's a matter of you don't have to worry about that. The, the other option is, of course, well, Google it. It'll list some things that you might find. And hopefully one of the platforms is one of the ones you subscribe to. Uh, but it's so much easier, it sounds like, to be able to just ask TiVo to play it. Exactly. And, and if you think about it, there's other operating systems that try to be more than just a media and entertainment platform. Yeah. And we're focused on being an independent media and entertainment platform. So when you go into that operating system and you put in the word BAT, that system does not realize you're likely talking about Batman. They think you're talking about bat videos on YouTube. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> right. So there's a lot of value in an operating system that is focused on media entertainment, focused on smart TVs, focused on the glass, bringing that universal uh, content first experience. And Ben, please tell me that I can hear some of the old legacy sounds that I used to hear on TiVo being the first DVR, what seems like a hundred years ago, uh, but sounded so cool that doo -doo -doo, or, I mean, I'm trying to remember some of them, but yeah. to me, that was all part of the experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So one thing that we, we decided to bring back as part of TiVo OS and we're putting into smart TVs powered by TiVo is some of those original TiVo sounds yes. from you know the early 2000s of fast forward, select, uh, you know, moving between uh, pieces of content um, in the uh, in the UI, right? Has all those sounds that we love and are familiar with from when. TiVo invented the DVR. Oh, love it. And you got to have a fun job. I envy you. Uh, of course, people say, no, I'd rather have your job, you know, meaning me. But <laughs> I think that that whole idea of rediscovering TiVo and the experiences we had before uh, are really awesome. And, and I can't wait because, uh, again, I understand the company that I signed with for our homeowners association uh, is using TiVo OS. And, and they talk about the, the excitement that is generated by that and other properties where they're already using it. And I'm thinking, well, I just, I can't wait to be able to experience that. Uh, and in this case, especially for content discovery, it's going to make a huge difference. Now, do you sell any of the platforms or is it a matter of the, the consumer still selects whatever it is they want uh, from whatever source and you just happen to put it together or we identify what we pay for or what? Yeah, that's... Um so uh, we are an independent media platform. So we do not put our finger on the scale, as we call it, <laughs> and push content that is in our self-serviced interest. We are all about providing consumers what is interesting to them because we have data and experience that if you provide consumers the fastest way to find content that they watch, they continue to engage in the platform, they watch more content, and that rising sea lifts all boats, uh, right? Yeah. We do provide a free um, ad-supported uh, content network, a, co uh, a service called TiVo Plus that has about 100 free uh, cable channels. Um, it's all ad-supported, it's all free. But again, that is something that's part of the, the native operating system, but we don't um, uh, promote that content any different than we would promote content from Netflix, Prime, Disney Plus, uh, Discovery, all the all the main options out there. Well, terrific. I'm certainly going to be talking it up and enjoying it. Uh, it's going to take a few months to get our whole uh, association, our whole community wired up. It's all fiber. It's all going to be some of the, the best technology. Uh, but once we are cut over and ready to go, I know I'm going to be pumped. And we'll get you back and we'll talk about yet more things that you guys are doing at TiVo and at Xperi. Uh, thanks so much, Ben, for spending another few minutes with us. I look forward to talking some more because keep inventing and reinventing. Uh, we love it. Awesome. Dave, thank you. Appreciate your time very much. It's our pleasure. Ben Mon is the Senior Vice President and General Manager for the Consumer and Media Platform with Xperi. That's X-P-E-R-I. So you can visit Xperi.com or even easier to remember in this case for this interview, TiVo. TIVO.com. We'll get you there when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned. Much more to come as we bring you further into tomorrow, right here on the Advanced Media Network.
today's connected world, high-speed internet is a necessity. Luckily, where you live no longer means missing out on a fast connection. Do what we did and get HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. HughesNet Gen 5 delivers the speed you need where you live. Own a business? HughesNet has plans for you too. Text RADIO to 35000 for offers in your area. That's RADIO to 35000. HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available where you live and work. How would you like to feel your best every day? For over 40 years, Human Touch has designed high-performance massage chairs, ergonomic zero-gravity recliners, and targeted massage products that not only rejuvenate the mind and body, but have helped owners perform, sleep, and live better. Sitting in a Human Touch massage chair is the perfect way to unwind, relieve pain, or recover from a hard workout. And it's all from the comfort of your own home 24-7. Anytime you need to relax sore muscles, de-stress, or even just take a moment for yourself. Human Touch works with medical practitioners, world-class athletes, and award-winning design teams to provide therapeutic benefits daily, but also offer an aesthetic appeal that captivates the eye and enhances any space. Ready to learn more? Visit humantouch.com. Human Touch. Your best every day. You're listening to Into Tomorrow. I'm Cameron Graveline, reminding you to participate by letting us hear you on the show and win prizes. Call 800-899-INTO. Use a free Into Tomorrow app or click the Ask Dave microphone at intotomorrow.com. Now, back to the guys. That would be us. Yeah. Thank you, Cameron, very much. We appreciate that. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. Text the word RADIO to 35000 for more info. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. It's that time again. Ford sells his first car. A tech giant is born, and humans set foot on the moon. It all happened this week in tech history. Jump aboard the time machine. You got mail. Time to head into yesterday with this week in tech history. History, 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 history. Here's Chris. Nice ramp there at the beginning of. Did you do you like that? I, like I haven't it. ramped like that since I was a music DJ on Ooh, the radio. That was like a hundred years ago, back when you you spun uh, uh, records made out of stone. <laughs> Out of stone? <laughs> That's true. Wax, and I, wax yeah, cylinders? Yeah, and I used a dinosaur beak as the needle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, well, you don't want to know what the amplifier was. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. This week back in 1899, NEC Corporation, originally known as Nippon Electric Company, was organized as the first Japanese joint venture with foreign capital. Wow. NEC started off in the production, sale, and maintenance of telephones and switches. Hello, Moto. The company then went on to making components for telephone switchboards and eventually notable products such as the TurboGrafx-16 game console, as well as laptops, monitors, and mobile phones. Nerd alert! I was pretending I was out in, uh, in the other side of the pond. The mobile phones. Mobile. I kind of got yeah. that. In 1902 this week, Dr. Willis Carrier installed a commercial air conditioning system at a Brooklyn, New York printing plant. The system was the first to provide man-made control over temperature, humidity, ventilation, and air quality. Cool. It was originally installed to help maintain quality at the printing plant, and for the first two decades of the 20th century, Carrier's invention was used primarily to cool machines, not people. Cool. Cool. The development cool. of the centrifugal chiller by Carrier in the early 1920s led to comfort cooling for movie theaters. And before long, air conditioning came to department stores, office buildings, and railroad cars. ¿Dónde está mi tequila? A year later, in 1903, Ernest Fenning, a dentist from Chicago, became the proud owner of a Model A automobile when the Ford Motor Company sold its first car. The car featured a twin-cylinder internal combustion engine. Although Ford advertised the Model A as the, quote, most reliable machine in the world, it suffered from many problems common to vehicles of the era, including overheating and slipping transmission bands. The Model A was sold only in red by the factory, though some were later repainted in other colors. That ought to keep the little squirts happy. In 1968 this week, chemist Gordon Moore got together with Robert Noyce, a physicist and co-inventor of the integrated circuit, to start a new electronics company. While trying to come up with a name, they quickly dismissed the idea of using their last names. More noise, as it sounded too much like more noise, and we all know that noise in electronics is a bad thing. So they settled on NM Electronics. However, by the end of the month, they found a new name, 
combining the words integrated electronics and calling the new company Intel. <laughs> that would have uh, been great for your uh, your uh, little uh, dough sound effect. Do I have that somewhere? Somewhere in there is a you know the 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 old Intel thing, but well, you know, you should remind me of these things once in a while, yeah, well, so you know, I could kind I write, of prepare. I write, the, I write these tech histories back in the history, and then I just kind of forget about them until I'm doing a cold read on the air here. Yeah, you, you mean know. that's pretty much what Intel has become these days. <laughs> yes. So we'll move on. In uh, 1969, there, there you go. Uh-huh. Yeah. In 1969, astronaut Neil Armstrong, pilot of the lunar spacecraft the Eagle, made the first footsteps on the surface of the moon at 10.56 p.m. Eastern Time. The words, Houston, tranquility base here, the Eagle has landed, gave instant impact to the drama of watching human beings reach something so far away so successfully. This feat marked the first time humans walked on another world. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Yes. We had the actual sound somewhere, too, but you didn't point that out to me, so we couldn't have it ready. Uh, well, because that's, that's a bonus for the listeners of our daily features. Oh, okay, very good. So hopefully you are living somewhere where one of our radio stations that carries the daily features yes. plays it. Right. And if your station doesn't carry the daily features, call them. Yeah. Tell them you need to carry the Into Tomorrow daily features. Exactly. They're only one minute. Yeah. And they're just jam-packed with cool stuff. Yeah. And this week in 1975, an Apollo spaceship docked with the Soyuz spacecraft in orbit in the first superpower link-up of its kind, as three American and two Soviet spacemen exchanged handshakes 140 miles above the Earth. This meeting is generally viewed as the official end of the intense space race between the U.S. and the Soviet Union. Oh, my. The mission was considered a great success, both technically and as a public relations exercise for both nations. You know, I, I couldn't allow our current listeners to not enjoy that little soundbite. Oh. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. So now they can all say, Skippy! And with that, we conclude this week's look back at This Week in Tech History. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. Very fine. Are you a Barbie fan? No. Uh, Of course not. Me either. But Warner Brothers Discovery teamed with Snapchat to tout Barbie with an augmented reality lens that enables users to virtually try on fashion worn by the movie's stars, Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. Oh, how exciting. The push also features an AR landmarker lens that lends Barbie colors to landmarks in the U.S. and around the world. Interesting. <laughs> Show of hands, how many have seen Barbie? I have not. Okay. All right, Although, you. All right, put your hand back on the steering wheel. Although, interesting fact, you know, when they were making that movie, there was a, a shortage of pink paint in the production industry. <laughs> Because they because bought all they the were pink basically paint. Basically, buying all of the pink paint oh for my that movie. Gosh, <laughs> they could have done it with software. Yeah, well, oh my, <laughs> then it wouldn't be authentic. Yeah, it's true. It wouldn't have then been authentic. Yes. <laughs> Google's latest privacy policy update isn't necessarily surprising, but it does also set off some alarm bells, particularly for those who already have their doubts over the AI revolution. As highlighted by Gizmodo, the latest statement on the search engine's privacy policy contains a key update relating to AI. It says, quote, We use publicly available information to help train Google's AI models and build products and features like Google Translate, BARD, and cloud AI capabilities. The most recent uh, policy prior to this only made mention of language models and specifically Google Translate. The latest update makes it clear that anything that's public on the Internet, Google is going to be feeding into its AI tools like BARD. Of course. Yeah. Uh, also, fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, son. It's every way to go through life. <laughs> oh, well, you just opened up a, a scenario there yeah. that people can uh, can certainly relate to in many mm-hmm. ways. Oh, but oh, they have the internet on computers now. Yeah, they have for a couple of years. <laughs> okay. We'd love for you to join us. Eight hundred eight nine nine into that's eight hundred eight nine nine four six eight six or even gooder. Yes, he said gooder. Use the free Into Tomorrow app. It would warm the cockles of our collective hearts if you download our app. Very small bit of space on your phone. Trust me, we don't suck up a lot of memory. And then you hit the little message to studio button. And you sound like you're right here, sitting next to Chris. Yes, please call in and save us from ourselves. Please, Yes, please. <laughs> because the more calls we have, the less tomfoolery 
we have here. Yeah. As if. <laughs> and join us, won't you, anytime at intotomorrow.com. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's D-E-X-C-O-M.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit www.dexcom.com compatibility. Into Tomorrow is your gas X for any tech problems, so ask us. We'll get the answers for you. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by the Dexcom G7 Continuous Glucose Monitoring System, changing the game for people living with all types of diabetes. Visit Dexcom.com. That's D-E-X-C-O-M.com. Zooks is Amazon's autonomous vehicle business. Well, they're shuttling their employees in its driverless robo-taxi on public roads now in Las Vegas. In a move toward its commercial launch goal, the robo-taxi carries four passengers and travels up to 35 miles an hour. Hmm. Better not be in front of me on the expressway. Yeah. WhatsApp has introduced a new feature to automatically silence calls from unknown numbers. So if I used WhatsApp regularly, this would be great for me, but I try not to use WhatsApp. Well, you should. Uh, yeah. This comes after multiple customers in India, the chat app's biggest market with more than 500 million users, have complained about an increase in spam calls in the last few months. Ooh. Users will be able to turn on this option by going to settings, privacy, calls, and selecting silence unknown caller. WhatsApp said that while calls from unknown numbers will be automatically silenced, they'll still show up in notifications and the app's call list. Okay, well, I guess that's good. We shall see. Yeah. Helen, who didn't tell us where she was calling from, but she did use the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. Hey, Helen. Hi, Dave. Is there any way that I could tell if someone's placed an air tag on my vehicle oh. unknown to me? Just wondering if there's a safety check for that. Well, very timely question, and thank you for asking it, Helen. If you've got an iPhone, it will do it for you and actively alert you if an AirTag is around. And if it's happened to be around you and away from its owner for a certain period of time, the alert is a notification. The AirTag will also beep loudly and allow you to disable it. Yeah, iPhones also allow you to search for nearby devices that haven't been around you for long enough to trigger an alert by going into the Find My app and clicking on Items. By the way, I, I think that's the worst name for the app anyway, Find yeah. My. It used to be called Find My iPhone, and then it's it could be just Find My Device, but you know, yeah. just, just no. Find My Anyway, um, but there should be an option under there for nearby devices. From there, you'll be able to see where it has moved with you, uh, make it play a sound, and you'll see instructions on how to disable it. It's basically a how-to guide on removing the battery, but if it's not yours, hitting it with a hammer and dunking it into a glass of water after it's been cracked is also an option. <laughs> that is an option. It's not yours. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Now, if you're using an Android phone, Apple released an Android app called Tracker Detect that will more or less do the same thing that native iOS version does. It will detect air tags nearby, alert you, and again, instruct you how to remove the battery, disabling the darn thing. Of course, I'd be curious about who the heck is stalking me. Yeah, and it's sad because this is a device that really could be very useful in helping people track their things and sure. track down a lost item. But then, of course, as with a lot of things, people come in nefariously and use them for other purposes. Yeah, I mean, that's where tech is not good for us. So, Helen, I hope we solved that problem for you, answered your question. And anyone else with an issue, let us know. Peter in San Francisco, California. Hey, Peter. Well, I got a message from T-Mobile, who handles my account, and the SMS message said, your T-Mobile device has met unlock eligibility. 
to unlock your device, please follow the instructions found here. And they give me a link. So I open the link in my browser, and there's all of these instructions on how to unlock my phone, and I don't understand. I mean, I have to unlock my phone every time I use it anyway. So what are they telling me here, Dave? I don't understand. Should I do it? Should I ignore it? Or just don't pay any attention to it? Well, I think, Peter, you can ignore it. T-Mobile isn't telling you anything about your phone's day-to-day settings, like locking a phone daily or leaving it unlocked. And it's not telling you anything about locking or unlocking your device, as in needing to do it to keep your service working. You likely paid off your phone or enough of it, and T-Mobile is letting you know that you can remove the lock that forces it to only work with T-Mobile and not other cell phone companies. Yeah, unlocking it would be useful if you were to be interested in switching mobile phone service providers. Like if you wanted to leave T-Mobile for AT&T, although I don't know why you'd do that. That's yeah. just you know, trading in a bad service for a worse service. Yeah, that would um, just be silly. Yeah. Or if you wanted to use it abroad with a local carrier to save some money. That makes sense. These days, texting abroad is free on almost every T-Mobile plan, and most offer free data roaming as well. But unless you're traveling to Canada or Mexico or you're on a more expensive monthly plan, your data speeds will be capped at 2G speeds, which is enough for messaging, emails, and VOIP calls, but will likely struggle with anything with an image, let alone a video. Oh, yeah. Uh, And that's really the main reason people connect to foreign carriers these days. Yeah. Now, if you're not looking to change carriers or connect to a foreign network using their local plans, then you can pretty much ignore that notice. It's optional, and T-Mobile won't complain about you making it harder to leave them. So let us know, Peter, if that hopefully answered your question. Uh, Leave it alone. Don't worry about it. Just go on and be happy all the way into tomorrow. Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. To participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7, use our free Into Tomorrow app available in your app store or call 1-800-899-INTO. That's 1-800-899-4686. Be sure to visit our website anytime to read our show notes and watch our ITTV videos at intotomorrow.com. And join us next week as we bring you further Into Tomorrow. In today's connected world, high-speed internet is a necessity. Luckily, where you live no longer means missing out on a fast connection. Do what we did and get HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. HughesNet Gen 5 delivers the speed you need where you live. Own a business? HughesNet has plans for you, too. Text RADIO to 35000 for offers in your area. That's RADIO to 35000. HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available where you live and work.